0: so welcome to wednesday's episode we're talking about love friends family romance is jealousy healthy in a relationship i just went to google and i was like what's the most common relationship questions people google and uh i'm on my daily walk i've got my million dollar body protocol that i created part of it is a 18 minute walk and then an 18 minute run every morning six days a week just to get started And I record my podcast episode. So, by the way, you know, if you've listened to me for a while, I think the grand theory of life is what I call the four pillars. So you've got to perfect and master four areas of life. And they don't teach us in school nearly enough. Health, wealth, love, happiness. So I divide the week, six days of the week, take one day off. But Monday, I read books and focus on physical health, first pillar, Tuesday, I focus on wealth, business, making money, financial independence, reading, talking about, you know, focusing on Wednesday. Today, I'm focused on love, friends, family, romance, the social side of life. Thursdays is, you know, happiness. How do you achieve that ultimate goal everybody really wants or strives for? As Sigmund Freud said, the behavior of men and women Show us their true purpose to be achieving happiness, minimization of pain. But that's for tomorrow. So let's talk about this subject today. Uh, And by the way, I'm no relationship expert. So for those of you who follow me, this is just my take. You know, I've tried to surround myself with some of the smartest mentors and thinkers on different subjects. Um, I've learned a lot from Dr. Helen Fisher. Fisher. She's one of the preeminent phds on the subject of love she's studied it in 40 cultures i think she's the chief scientist for match and tinder and dr bus of course my longtime mentor so as i talk about this you know this is my amateur opinion on jealousy here's the thing jealousy um <laughs> most people are going to give me an extreme answer that to be jealous is somehow a horrible thing um the truth of the matter is that this is going to be one of those classic answers of it's like cooking a meal right you're let's say uh i've been learning how to cook from my cousin billy he's a chef went to chef school and all that and think about seasoning when you're making i don't know something simple like chicken noodle soup If you have no salt in it, it doesn't taste good. And if you have too much salt, it tastes horrible. Or as the old proverb says, a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. Meaning a little bit of yeast when you're making bread is all you need. You put too much, it destroys the bread. A little bit of salt is a beautiful thing. Too much salt and it's horrible. No salt, it's weird. So I think that's probably the best framework for jealousy. You know, a little bit of salt, a little bit of jealousy is healthy. No jealousy probably means there's not enough emotions. And we evolve, you know, the, the prime driver, no matter what your religion might be, the prime driver for this world on Earth. I'm no expert on what happens after Earth, but if you observe animals, birds, primates, lions, <laughs> the ocean, the... There's a continual kind of evolutionary process happening. And I hate to use the word survival of the fittest. Let's just use the word survive and thrive. What survives and thrives in this world is pretty clear. A relationship where people have no what's called mate guarding is probably a relationship that's going to struggle. So mate guarding is the scientific term for jealousy. Or, you know, jealousy's the emotional reaction to a primordial or primitive instinct that scientists call mate guarding. It's expressed through a series of, you know, hormonal uh, processes in our brain that causes us to feel this feeling we call jealousy, which is obviously, you know, I've been jealous before. I wouldn't say I'm a highly jealous person, but I've experienced it. And I would say if you've never experienced jealousy, most likely, you know, you're either... (laughs) biological anomaly in a good way which most biological anomalies are not good but or you've never really found somebody who you're highly sexually attracted to um yet also it's not a great thing to say you've never been jealous in fact i would say like i said about salt in your food a little bit of it makes it better and so the real question should not be does jealousy uh, exist in healthy relationships the real question should be how much jealousy and what is too much and obviously this is going to be on a spectrum i like to think about one of the things i learned from dr bus is most things in biology exist on a one to a let's just use an an imaginary numerical uh spectrum one to a hundred right so for example if there's a human who has Never is sad, okay, on a one to a hundred, they're a one of experienced sadness over the course of their lifetime. This is somebody who probably has neurological damage because we have descended the, I call it the whisper of 10,000 generations in my 67 steps program. If you haven't gone through that, you should definitely go through that. 67 things my mentors taught me, millionaire mentors taught me about making money in life. You know, I talk about the whisper of 10,000 generations, which is this concept that we are not our own people. We like to think that we're autonomous and we're doing all this on our own. But the real way the world works is we have the whisper in our ear, quote unquote, through, you know, (laughs) processes that scientists haven't even fully discovered, but we could call them chemicals. You know, you hear the normal ones, oxytocin, dopamine, cortisol, neuroepinephrine, all these things in our brain. But there are subtle (laughs) nuances to this. And so if a human, if you descended from, well, I can put it to you this way. You have not descended from 10,000 generations of your great-great-grandparents that didn't experience jealousy or sadness. They wouldn't have made it. Somebody who has no jealousy, right? Jealousy is functional. So that's a key word you need to know in life. It's what's functional and what's not. The definition from a scientific, biological standpoint, the concept of functional, adaptive, and functional. Functional kind of means, in layman's terms, it works. Okay? So if you want to know what's worked for the last 10,000 generations, just experience what you normally experience as a human. A little bit of happiness, a little bit of sadness, a little bit of anger. Little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of joy, a little bit of elation, a little bit of love, a little bit of hatred, a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of <laughs> nonchalant, non uh, lackadaisical, non caring. These are all the mix that a healthy human has. And so if your ancestors, last 10,000 generations, never were jealous, and exhibited no mate guarding well for sure mate guarding works i'll give you an example uh if you google where do most people find their mates okay and i choose the word mates because now we live in a world not everybody gets married and this so to me the word mating means uh coupling male and female coupling together okay yeah In with the primary goal or one of the primary goals to reproduce okay i'm not gonna talk about gender and all this stuff i don't feel like getting in that conversation okay i'm just talking about sexual reproduction which is what homo sapiens uh do to procreate right so mating so i'm gonna park here i like to do my podcast while i'm walking (laughs) so excuse the noise um but I tell people, you get what you pay for. Podcast is free, so you can't complain <laughs> if the audio quality is not perfect. Um, but where do people find relationships? The most meeting relationship. It's at work, okay? It's at work. And, you know, in the last 10,000 generations, work was different. Industrial revolution, 1700s, the steam engine, you know, was really kind of the time when this 16, 1700s the the rise of the modern industrial age where people had jobs but but basically the reason it's work is because that's where you spend the most time in the modern world you know 500 years ago people women didn't find their mates or men didn't find their mates at a nine to five job they found it in their village on the farm religious you know purposes so it's who you spend the most time with so therefore men or women who had no jealousy And let their potential or current mate spend massive amounts of time with other people. um, It was bound, it was inevitable that that would backfire. And lo and behold, you know, people would become attached to another person and you'd be in a big mess because you had mated with somebody. And then all of a sudden, they grow attachment through time. Time is the great attachment tool for humans right you often see this with women anecdotally like if you you know like oh i didn't like my husband my current husband first time i met him i didn't like him but you know over time i fell in love with him it's a pretty common refrain i think even more so for women than men i think men more visual definitely experience more love at first sight although dr helen fisher one of her great books why we love why we have sex all these books that she's written you know she says almost every animal species can experience love at first sight elephants rhinoceros <laughs> you know so we, we like to think of these as like uniquely human things but stay humble we're just one of many creatures on this earth but anyway you know uh there's a funny instagram video where there's a goat meeting with a female goat, a billy goat, mating with a female goat, and out of nowhere comes this huge billy goat and knocks the other one off in the act. (laughs) In the act. And if you think about it, it's kind of funny, went viral, but if you think about it, that's mate guarding. And so this one goat, billy goat, the big boss one, hadn't been paying attention to this female. She'd been slowly but surely being wooed by this other goat and if there was no jealousy instinct that you know that reproduction might have happened he knocks the the big billy goat knocks the little billy goat on mid act of performance right which you never know if he hadn't done that not too many months later there might be a billy goat that came not from big billy goat's genes right so you see this everywhere and men do the same thing and women do the same thing. There's insane stories of jealousy and what they've led people to do. I think as a practical matter for humans, I would say on a spectrum from my life one to a hundred of jealousy a hundred is just like insanity you know we all know people that have insane jealousy where like somebody their their mate can't even go out of the house. I saw I saw a TikTok somewhere. It was crazy. It was like a clip from some um, England, some UK uh, reality show. And it's about this woman who's so jealous of her man that every time he goes out and comes back, she does a lie detector test on him. It was insane asking, did you notice any other women? Okay, that's kind of strange. She's not the most attractive woman I've ever seen. Uh... Neither was he necessarily, but he, like, failed the lie detector test half the time because, of course, he noticed other women. But that would be a 100 on the Richter scale (laughs) of jealousy. And then one, like I said, someone with neurological damage probably has zero attachment to somebody. I I tend to think jealousy is such a complicated one. You probably want to be at 30 to 50 on the jealousy scale. You know, and I've dated... I'm thinking a woman I dated who I would say is like a 60 to 80. And I, I just, I don't think it was right, I, you know. Was, and and some people, by the way, if you're dating somebody who's like a 5 or a 10, has no jealousy towards you, you kind of feel traumatized. Like, maybe they don't really like me. So humans actually, strangely enough, use their other, their partner's signal, uh, jealousy as a signal to true love. That's why I said 30 to 50 on a spectrum of 1 to 100 probably feels like where healthy you know rates of jealousy should be so if you're naturally again jealousy almost every personality trait is heritable scientists are finding that it's in the genome so if you inherited genes plus your behavior and environment and traumas of the past make you like a 60 to a hundred you need to tone that thing down you're probably never tone it down to a 30 but maybe you can get it down in the 50s And if you're experiencing no jealousy, now this is an interesting thing. When you experience no jealousy, like I said, it can be some kind of genetic or neurological damage maybe. I think that's pretty rare. But I think, and and I just record a podcast on where you live, where you should live. I think it's one of the most important seminal questions of your life is where do you live, right? Um, And we often just live where we were born which can be okay, but it should be more thoughtful. I call it the Jeff Bezos principle. You should listen to that other podcast on where should you, how to choose where you live. Um, but I think a key thing that I talk about there is kind of um, go live somewhere where you're naturally attracted to that look, physical look, and culture. So I think, for and I know this will be somewhat controversial, there's just some places I've lived and I just was not attracted to the personality, the culture, the zeitgeist of those people who lived in that city. And I wasn't particularly attracted to the look, you know, culture. It's like I've lived in Sweden and I've lived in, you know, (laughs) North Carolina. I've lived in New York. I've lived in Australia. I've lived... And there's some places I'm just naturally attracted to the women there. And so I think if you're never experiencing jealousy, you may be living in a place where there ain't that many attractive people, (laughs) And trust me. So people don't believe that's true. There are places that are God forsaken in terms of being attractive. And I'm specifically talking about sexual attractiveness because I think jealousy in many ways I mean, well, for sure, at a biological level, it's for sure rooted in sexual attraction. We're much, I mean, you can be a, I've been jealous of friends having other friends, but it's not nearly the level of intensity. There will be jealousy in other settings besides sexuality, uh, you know, sexual attraction, but it's not, it's half. If, If you're a 50, you're probably gonna be a 25 around friends. I don't know that many people are more, Sexually, a uh, more jealous and guarding of friends over lovers, you know? So I think move or go spend time. i found places where I'm just... And, and this is... The, I talk about this in the other podcast on the principle of thick markets. It doesn't mean thick like body thick, okay? It means thick where there's a large amount of people that you're naturally attracted to. And so I find that... Certain places, they're just—it's easier for me to find somebody I'm really attracted to, and there because I think I'm a little bit, some ways low on the jealousy scale. I'm probably a thirty to forty, and and I like a lot of the personality traits. You'll you'll as you listen to my different podcasts, I, I think fifty is a good place to be on a lot of things. Forty to fifty, you know, like it's like narcissism, anxiety. Like, should you have no narcissism? Well. It depends that we're talking about NPD, you know, severe narcissism. But on a spectrum of 1 to 100, it's good to have some level of confidence, you know, which over time morphs into narcissism. Same with jealousy, same with, you know, anger. I don't know that it's good to be a 1 out of 100. Like, think about your kids. Would you want your kids to have no jealousy? Would you want your kids have no narcissism, you know? So I think for me, I'm one of the people that maybe needs to up my jealousy. And the easiest way I found is where I spend time in now, I kind of rotate cities. I don't, I kind of live in different places. Um, I try to gravitate to the place where I see a lot of partner's potential that if I got in a relationship with them, I have a level of attraction that would kind of, my jealousy would rise a little bit. Now, if you're really high on jealousy, (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure it's hard for me to speak to that because I don't have that, but I think some things are as mu- it, 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 speaking to a therapist and I think some things are getting you know when you're like a 90 you got a whole bunch of issues you got genetic stuff, environmental stuff <laughs> you gotta you gotta do a lot of stuff right because you're gonna experience a tough life at the 90 level of jealousy or 80 level or 70. trying to get most of these complex personality. uh uh, 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 traits and emotions like anger vengeance hatred forgiveness you know stubbornness jealousy try to get these in the 50 range out of 100 so you're kind of you know they say beauty is actually if you collect the thousand faces and you average them together you get a more beautiful face we tend to think that the phrase average is bad The mean, maybe you could use, M-E-A-N. Like the Aristotelian, Aristotle, the philosopher talked about the mean. So it's not, we won't use the word average because everybody nowadays is like, fuck average, I don't want to be average. Okay, right, whatever. On some stuff you want to be in the middle. So there is some things to be great, be average in. jealousy would be one of them. So anyway, um, I highly recommend... Uh, that you be in my four pillars program where I talk about the four pillars of the good life, health, wealth, love, happiness. Um, so go to tylopez.com slash four pillars podcast. It'll take you right where you need to go. The number four pillars, P-I-L-L-A-R-S podcast. tylopez.com slash four pillars podcast. That'll take you right to where you need to go from this episode to sign up and uh yeah it's not expensive that four pillars thing man going back if i could be 18 and get that program i'd pay a million bucks of course i didn't have a million bucks i found a video when i was about 16 17 saying to my grandma can i have 20 bucks i'm broke (laughs) 20 bucks was a big deal when i was 17 but uh boy most more important than money it, they say is wisdom and i would say that's true every time i've been wise in my life like it, everything works in the short term midterm and the long term every time i'm not wise it just bites you in the butt immediately and forever so you know the old proverb get wisdom and understanding over everything over wealth greatest thing you could spend your money on is wisdom and understanding of how this world works and how to make it through You know, so four pillars is what I've learned from my own experience and from the great mentors I've had, Um, you know, my life's kind of a grand experiment. So anyway, tylopezcom slash four pillars podcast.